welcome to uh, the Daily Bowl. I'm your host, Daniel Bettos, and we have your co-host here, Cole. Cole, what's up, y'all? Say hi. Okay. Cole McKenna. We got a few guest stars here this this episode. Go ahead and introduce yourself. We'll, we'll go ahead and start with lovely Trevor from the from the first episode. So, uh, the co-host, the former co-host uh, from the first episode, partial, but, partial, but but I'll, but I'll be back uh, as a, as a host in, in no time. Okay. Um, but but I'm here. Okay. Hey, what's so up? T, T Gage, yeah. rhythm guitarist, T, coming through. TJ T. from Pleasant Grove. TJ from PG. Got, yeah, got a couple uh, PGers here. Fiddle player, uh, professional bullshitter. Hey, you're on the right show. <laughs> you're on the right show. For you got, you got a doctorate or just, to, just make money doing that? Uh, I have um, I have a job that I shouldn't have been able to even get without a degree. But uh, no, I, I dropped out of college to go skiing, actually, uh, at the tender age of 23. <laughs> right. You know what happened is uh, I couldn't stay awake to save my life during class. It was worse than church, to tell you the truth. And, uh, <laughs> there was only one thing that actually kept me like – uh, awake and engaged in life and that was skiing and so i figured you know i'm just gonna spend my 20s awake to sleep so see i left the church and found god probably two or three times and i don't know if i could even say so right now you know definitively whether that's been found but for sure for sure i've, uh, I've got a brother who has a uh, degree in political science and he likes to say that he has a bs degree in bullshit Oh, perfect. <laughs> that sounds pretty accurate. Well, it's a good thing the fire's inside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, I think, uh, I think, yeah. I think Seneca said that the, the mind is not a vessel to be filled, but a fire to be lit. Uh, and I, I, uh, I, I think that that's been some, sort of a guiding star for me as far as quotes go um, in how to, in how to, you know, um, how to bring the best, best out of my friends. Especially, friends, yeah, I, I bring the best <laughs> out of people by lighting the fire, not not by just filling their heads with minutiae. That is dope. I'm Tristan, by the way. I respect that. Coke an hour, a drink of Coke an hour. I don't recommend that. Coke an hour. So, so you say it, you say it, Coke an hour, then. Yeah. Okay. So if we wanted to call you Coke, could we? You totally could, Doctor Coke. Dr. Coe. Dr. Coe. Dr. Coe. Okay. okay. I have something to say about that. You know, so. you know I'm thinking about writing a, a song um, called Whiskey and Cola. Or Whiskey and Coke. Or Whiskey and Coca-Cola. I don't know the title yet, but but yeah. Whiskey and Cola. It's got something to it. Yeah. Wait. wait so so song? for our listeners, uh, that is that is our uh, second guest. Uh, uh, our our harmon- uh, harmonica player, Mouth Harp. Uh, player for the band that we are creating from episode one that we talked about. Don't forget the king of swagger here. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, no, this dude has more like style than anyone. So else so we world. brought him on not just for the harmonica, but he like he looks the, the, the sexiness of the entire band by like three degrees at least. <laughs> three degrees. Get try five. <laughs> yeah. uh, I said at least. Well, shoot. Okay, so as we kind of get into it, you know, you introduced yourselves a little bit. Uh, but the people want to know, well, first off, I guess this is like, congratulations, you're officially meeting in a band meeting now via podcast, if that's ever been done. <laughs> Basically. First time we're here for it. We're here for it. I don't even think we've officially come up with a name for you guys. Daniel Beto's. No, we, we, we got a, a couple band, uh, a couple ideas. We, we bounced around. We're, we're still waiting to hear back what Tristan thinks about them. Yeah. We're, we're going to workshop in a bit. What is Tristan like so far? Uh, I really like the 
what was it? Barstool Saints? Yeah, uh, Barstool Disciples. He was a big oh, fan yeah. of Barstool Disciples. It's chill. I like that. Barstool yeah. Saints sounds like Boondock Saints. I know. It sounds well, like we're going to drop a toilet <laughs> on somebody's head from a second floor or something. Shoot. And yeah. all of us need to like go to our uh, – if we ever do live shows, we're going to have to show up on uh, motorbikes. Oh Just like God. a guitar shop to your performing back. performing in, in biker games. <laughs> biker bars. One one that I've been toying with for a little while is uh, Ill Elephant. Yep. Two words, Ill Elephant, because it just flows together so nicely. So Daniel, but, but you said you were saving that one for man. <laughs> no, I mean, I, maybe it's better for an EP. Maybe yeah. it's better for a uh, for <laughs> title. Uh, for like a title or and like you said, you said uh, yesterday when we when we first met you, or like first auditioned you, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, you said uh, you're saving that for your uh, reggae project. Yes, uh, and, but they haven't they haven't totally warmed up to it quite yet. So I mean, we're it's still a work in progress. Okay, so, you throw well, a fiddle in with some reggae. Yeah, I've been oh, trying dude, to bring it. You, know, you can, <laughs> God, you can only you can only play bluegrass so long before it just understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I get down with the Rasta vibes for sure. Hell yeah, one hundred percent. No, I, I fucking I respect that. I love that for you. Thank you. <laughs> Here, I'll let you you two hold that while he takes his little break. He's he's back. Oh, he's back. Anyway, so so we we got that those cool ideas for names. Uh, You guys obviously, you know Tristan, this is your first time with us getting to hear some of the songs, and then TJ TJ was with us the other day, and then you know Trevor and I got to to obviously talk a little bit in the last episode about some of the emotion that went into making those songs, but. But I want to hear your guys' take on what you really think from each perspective. You know, whoever wants to go first, kind of thing. Well, unrequited love. I think it's the most universally understood emotion in music. Um, no matter what your stripe is, no matter what your background is, I think that pretty much everybody has lost more than they've loved, um, and that speaks to the fact. That speaks to what we were talking about. It is way better to love than to lose, even if love and you know entails loss. Because if you keep that bottled up, if you if if you're if you're unable to be honest with those that you do love, because it's not it's not something that you choose. It's something that's kind of serendipitous. Um, I think that you miss out actually on being a human uh, in. In, in very deep and, and very consequential ways to your personal development. I'd say that's been my experience, you know, like if I'm understanding real love or true love, whatever you want to call it, make an honest man out of you one way or another. Like, and I think it's see that, that pain, you know, uh, I, there's a little thing I, I heard it like, can't tell you much about, god or like the reality of that but i could tell you that pain is real there's a lot of truth in the pain that we feel a little, little poetic line right there that is like dude that speaks for me like yeah. if i've learned anything it has been through you know the pain like and if you didn't feel the pain of loss or like was the love really there you know so y'all for those who are in, in pain from love, like, yo, big hug. I wish I could remember, <laughs> like, I guess I, I could remember I the it. band it was. Have you heard that one? Please bleed so I know that you can feel, so I know <coughs> that you are real. Uh, I'll have to hit my homie up because, uh, yeah, it was, uh, 
So is, is that specifically, uh, are those thoughts and opinions coming from one song in particular that we've done tonight or, or all of them? Like where, where are you guys coming from with that, I guess? Well, I can say this. Um, what was that song name? The first one? Uh, wait, waiting on Words. Waiting on Words. Ooh. And the story behind it. It speaks for itself. Dude, it felt it. And like when you can have the song, not just the words, but also the way that it's played or expressed, speak for you. Like, I really felt that song, not just through my experience. Like, it's almost like finding a friend, you know, where it's like, whoa, you yeah. get me. You understand yeah. something that I haven't been able to put into words, you know? And so, like, that, that's been my experience. Like, when you guys shared that song with me, it was like, oh, Full circle, man. Like, not that not that I only feel validated, but like I feel heard. Well, so so I, I you got to know like, that you you have to be a bigger person for those times that you've been hurt, that you've been able to right. process that. And and I I personally appreciate that mainly because uh, you know for our listeners when I, I was the one that came up with the chord progression for that, and that was the the root of this song in particular. Um, and uh, we we can save the the full story for when that song debuts. Um, cause, cause, uh, I tend to get a little long winded with it, but you're, you're absolutely right. Like, you, uh, it's like someone else finally found the words for you. Yeah. And like, that was the beauty and what made me so giddy about like writing it with, uh, with Daniel was that like, I, it's called winning on words because I literally could not find the words and Daniel finally found the words to, to help me express what it was that I was trying to say through that song. And so like, I, I totally get that. And I personally appreciate that. I think that's been the most the most exciting part for this has been not only just getting to like kind of the way I like to write songs I like to get people's story like even uh I ain't bulletproof that's that's not words that I've I've lived personally but I reached out when I was writing the song and I won't I like I asked a million people like their opinions of like times that had broken them and you know, the first verse is great because I got that from a bunch of buddies in the Marine Corps that had gone through like heartbreak and things like that. But the second verse is what stood out the most to me because I had a couple friends that came back and uh, specifically this one girl who had been in an abusive relationship. She was married and oh, she what's that one part? She found she... her way out of it, but she had to fight. She yeah. had to fight. And so that's kind of that 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 whole part where it's talking about, you know, um, that she's going to take a stand that I she's doing this alone line, again. Dude. Um, where she talked like, you know, the beginning of the verse where, where I said, you know, there's enough pain and suffering welling up inside the, the words where she said, um, belittled and insignificant are the two words she described about her experience. Wow. She felt belittled and she felt completely insignificant in, in the eyes of everyone around her because she was being abused. She was being cheated on. And she was being manipulated. And yeah. And so I think that's the cool part about this whole music experience has been able to put those feelings of other people into a song. And then seeing guys like TJ and you and Trevor come and just like put emotion into it in ways that I could not imagine. Absolutely. I, I think that being able to process those experiences and put them to music is in my life a way of regaining power it's it's a way of taking your power back um from those that at one time or another you felt took it from you 
Mm. Um, I, I think that it's a, a remarkable way to um, to overcome, to 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 grow. I mean, it's it's the process of development. I think creativity is the way that we process um, uh, tribulation. To put it <laughs> well, and to to write music or to write poetry, why not? You know, not to not to get on the the soapbox of you know dead poets society or whatever. But like uh, Robin Williams said in Dead Poets Society, like you know, like uh, being a doctor, being a lawyer, whatever. These are noble pursuits. But like music, love, poetry, this is what we live for. Yeah. Like this is what gives life meaning. And so like to to take those experiences, especially like heavy experiences, like you know what where uh, waiting our words came from, or I am bulletproof, where those came from. The, the stories where those lyrics came from, why not? Like, those are, like, deep, dark secrets. Like, those are skeletons in the closet that, like, most people don't want the world to see. And then mm-hmm. to put it to music and you show it to the world, then you get to hear back from, like, so many people saying, like, oh, my God, like, oh, yeah. we, our, we have we have twin skeletons, you, you know? You have to. You, if you, our skeletons you are the same. To. You absolutely have <laughs> to put that to music because that is what – that's what – Many times in my life, I have overcome, uh, you know, a momentary episode of depression, you know, maybe even, maybe even, you know, violence towards myself, you know, at least in my mind, because I was able to um, identify with a songwriter or, or an artist, you know, in some way they made me feel less alone, you know, as, as alone as I was. And I, I think that that's part of why you, you must, I mean, it's, it, it it's so it, it gives so much to the rest of the world to be able to put that to words and to be able to put that to music because it makes you feel less alone. It's all it's not only like feeling less alone, it's like the when you listen to music when you're in those states, it gives you that like strength. That that little that little push in the back that that, that makes you get off your ass and kinda build your life back together. Like it, when you hear something like that and you connect to it on a deep level, like there's some songs of, of Daniels that I've that I've listened to, and I'm like, oh fuck, like I, I was there, like I feel that <clears throat> that that sense of waiting on something. But even though like it wasn't anything special in like that terms of relationships, but that emotional connection to somebody, mm-hmm. and then not being able or not even being in the same realm, it's like you feel that way for somebody, but they could give a fuck about you, <laughs> right? And it's it's that it's that sense of you feel broken. And that other person is off living their life and, and waiting on words is one of my favorite songs they have, they have where it's like thank you again <laughs> that one and that, it's that one and uh, the man i am man i am is a really good one but um waiting on words it's 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 that sense of waiting it's it's devastating like i spent two weeks in bed off this one girl oh shit like i i lost my job i went through all this stuff but then i found some music that when i was listening to it literally gave me the strength to be able to get out of bed and go get a job do what i needed to do and come back yeah it gave me a fighting chance so so i i I threw this quote i'm pretty sure i threw this quote in the last episode maybe i did maybe i didn't but uh one of my favorite like uh, metalcore artists so like stepping into this not a country artist at all um i'm like big on like metalcore americana bluegrass but not country um but my my favorite medical artist is uh, austin carlisle uh of 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 mice and men 
and uh, he said oh, it in a, in a quote once, something about like, you can sing one song for one reason, and a million people will sing it back to you for a million reasons. And that's the beauty of it. It's like, you, you, you say a quote, you say a single lyric or a single line, and like it's heard and understood for a million different ways. Mm-hmm. And like it, it builds a community or, or even at the very least camaraderie. So that to me is like powered music. Like what I said earlier, it's kind of like that language we're all, you know, fluent in. We just don't know. Yeah. But like when you know, like you still <laughs> need for a song. You feel like that liberation. So the album, Man I Am, right? That's, that's the title of the album. I titled it after that song because I originally wrote the song trying to describe myself and where I was at and where I came from. And since listening to, to, you know, us perform together and different things like that, even as you know, we're just in the beginning stages, I feel like just how awesome it is that some of these songs, especially like Cole was just describing, describe his life or, you know, the connection that you guys have with like waiting on words. You know, like you're talking about, music is that connection that anybody can can bridge the gap from their own experiences, like Trevor was talking about. Um, they find their own way to that, even if it was completely different. For me, Man I Am is, is, is a whole different meaning than what you guys probably come at it with. And, and the same thing with Waiting on Words, and that's, that's, that's the exciting part about all this, is the energy that you just feel coming from different directions of meeting in the same focal point. That's the experience. Like, all right, bear with me here. As far as I know, this is the first time I've been here. God, okay. Okay. I mean, it's psychedelic on its own without any psychedelics. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> but like music, Last trip. with, with all the uncertainty and like the sea of ambiguity that we're walking in, in life, like music to have something, just sound, just like strings or or like being plucked or drums being hit on just like these vibrations like you can get into the whole hippie dippy scientific part of it but like as simple as it is to make music it's such an amazing thing to be able to experience in such an, a complex experience yeah. being human like it i personally feel connected with something that's much more beyond your comprehension. Then, yeah, comprehension in what I am is just, just a human. Yeah. Like, have you, have you looked through a telescope, man? <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty big out there. That, that voice is pretty, pretty big. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm taking an astronomy class. I feel small. <laughs> but at the same time, you can flip. There's a word for this paradigm or whatever, this paradigm. dichotomy of like, even in I think, all I think, of that. I think I've heard it this way that the inner architecture reflects the outer architecture that where you are inside your own, you're like, you're an iota, right? You're, you're a blip. You're, you're barely a speck in the grand scheme of things, but at the same time, it's all happening to you. And so where you are inside your own head begins to manifest itself outside of, you know, this, this unit, this individual, right. And, and you, you know, a lot of people, when they have that experience, especially guided by psychedelics, um, they, they have this delusion that they might be God, you know, that, that maybe <laughs> maybe it's all about me. Maybe I am the center of the universe because it is all happening. Well, that's that's the healing of the ego. So, like, move, like just, just to throw yeah, this out Yeah, ego inflation. But, but <laughs> the, 
this, so ego inflation goes hand in hand with ego dissolution, I think, actually. I think that it's two sides of the same coin. Sometimes you gotta disconnect it's, it's, I mean, <laughs> aside from music, like, when you think about film and stuff, each of our lives are a movie. And what we're doing right now is each of our main characters in that movie that we call life of our own. We're all interacting. We're all in multiple different movies. We're fucking movie stars right now. We are, we are rocking our life out. We are... We are God all the is main... the director. I, that's how I think of God. He's just a great director. He's just just make a good film, man. Just make a good film. Yeah, yeah. like Jerk like his ass. So like, when we think <laughs> about you it, like, here's a body. <laughs> when you think about movies and stuff, like how do you want to be as your main character? Like, what do you want your life to be? So that actually reminds me of one of my favorite poems. Um, it's uh, it's called "A Finger Two Dots Than Me" uh, by Derek Brown. Uh, and it's it's got this beautiful short film on on uh, YouTube, and uh, this man talks. It's, it's a love poem, whatnot. And he talks about like uh, after he dies, where his lover can find him, like after he dies. Are you gonna and, send this to me? I, I absolutely will. He's like, uh, you know, uh, 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 hold your hand up, hold your finger up, two fingers if your hands are old and frail by now, and count two stars directly to the left of the North American moon. You will find me there. He talks about how he's getting transformed into this beam of light or whatnot, and people will mistake him for a wishing star. They'll cast him a wish like a wonder bomb. And I'll think, oh, that's people are still doing that. That's pretty cool. And he'll collect the light wonder bombs and take him to the corner of the universe where sound does end. And it's uh, the back. Like more like a <clears throat> it's the back porch of God's summer home, and it's so quiet there. And you float the way it feels. Uh, you float, and it feels the way cotton candy tastes. <laughs> And he like asks God, why do I call you God? And God says some joke, or whatever. And he like asks him, what is holy? What is actually holy? And then Switching. what God does? Oh, I just think of the same thing. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, what God does is he like turns the planets into movie screens, and like on these movie screens, he sees the scenes of his life, like everything that he's seen throughout his life. These are the things that God actually calls holy: armadillos, cows' tongues. Snowballs upside the head, clumsy first kisses, feeling God in a pool hall, but not church. These things are holy. Eating uh, eating ramen noodles, right <laughs> eating oh, ramen holy. noodles on upside down frisbees because it was either by plates or more beer. You know, like oh, these yeah. are the things that make life worth living, and like these are the things that make life truly holy. And that like uh, and 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 music is one hundred percent the exact same way. Like this is how we decorate time this is how we decorate space air you know it is with music with sound it's, yeah. it's creation for creation's sake uh and for no other purpose i think that really if you want to get to the designs of the divine i don't oh. think that the divine has a design actually and, i think that the divine only the divine does what it does because it can um, so, not, so the, not, not not to get gross or anything but i i, I had a I had a buddy that we were tripping one time and, and he remarked to me that he said, uh, God is the great masturbator of the universe. And I was <laughs> like, what do you mean by that? Explain. And he's like, well, he's just masturbating the whole <laughs> time. See, he's, just, <laughs> he's, he's just creating life out of nothing 
for no other reason than for his own enjoyment. And I thought about it for a while. And, <laughs> you know, it's like hell? stuck around with me for some reason. <laughs> that, that, uh, yeah, I, I think that it is creation for its own sake, but in, well, and it's for the sake of your own enjoyment. And, and so I forgot to finalize the point, uh, the point but there is a line <laughs> at the... I'm sorry, that was tangent. No, it's totally fine. I love that. <laughs> you get I love that. tangents here. Um, but the, uh, <laughs> but, you know, but the, the back end, uh, towards the end of, like, <laughs> him listing these things that are holy, uh, he ends with, like, you know, the beginning, the end, the finale, the design, the design, the design in the stars is the same in our hearts. The design is the star in the stars is the same in our hearts in the rebuilt machinery of our hearts. So, like, yeah, no, I 100% think that, like, you know, should we seek to find some sort of divinity, look inside yourselves. You know, the divinity of the stars of the universe it's like what's built into our chests. We are literally made of stardust. Like the oh, I heard of a, we come um, from the stars. Yeah, one hundred percent. The same stars, or the same dust as the stars, the trees, and the ground you walk through are an unrepeatable miracle. It yeah, a thousand percent. No, no, I love that. There's, I love there's that. a reason why we're connected to everything. Haven't you guys ever done something and been like, oh, well, that just feels right? Like you go out to the woods and you're kind of just out there and you just feel good. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or like when you crack a cold beer, when there's certain, like I'm, look, when you, a sense when you, of place. yeah, it's a sense of place. Like when you when you do something that, that is right with the energy of the world, there's no other it, place in the world. You know like that it. we're all connected. But it's like it's like in Star Wars with the Force. It's a living thing around us that, that all that links us. We're all linked together. We're all different. We're all different parts of the scene <laughs> coming together to make something cool. Just re- the past few months, I or a couple months, I've had the opportunity to. Uh, take some time for my mental health and kind of like slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, my family's been helping out and Mad respect got, to that as well. Yeah, it's it's been a big learning experience. Like slow down, and I was able to do some ketamine treatments. And it, oh, that shit's hardcore. I'm all about that actually. I, I am too. I I ketamine treatment. Yeah, it, that's that. Isn't that what? Uh, Alice Cooper gave Keith Moon before a Who show, and he just passed out behind the drums. And they had like, some sixteen-year-old kids. What? It was horse tranquilizer. It was. Right? It was oh, yeah, that, that's kind of something like ketamine. Right, ketamine is horse tranquilizer. No, yeah, as, a, as a veteran, people use ketamine, um, even micro doses of LSD or shrooms, um, to help cope with PTSD and, and use yeah, it to yeah, yeah. get into their exposure therapy without having a total episode that they can't control. Makes you feel comfortable. So, but anyway, yeah. you were saying, I, I want to hear the rest of this. It, it was, I was a little skeptical at first, but, you know, I, I did as much homework as I could before I made the decision to go through it then. And um, turns out, yeah, it only takes, you don't need too much. Yeah. You know, I was first introduced to it as a party drug. And no, like, it, it's not, it's just guys. It's, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's meant for partying. Like, I really. It's a spiritual thing. It that's, can that's, be. So I think it, the first time I ever did mushrooms, I felt not only um, like really good, but like connected and, and almost grounded to the sense of you feel like your your every weight has been lifted and you can actually go through something. You can actually picture it in your brain and be able to work through it. So yeah, like ketamine being a dissociative. You know, you're going to dissociate from what you understand is your body and like this human experience. Or, so you go in, you sit down, you know, they give you the treat, the, the stuff, you know, 
And then like these blindfolds. And I found a, a, a beautiful track to listen to while I'm doing this, and you know, like you, in a way, you're dissociating from all your senses. You know, oh, okay. So hearing the, it. did you find that there was an element of like sensory deprivation to it? So I, yeah, I would, you know, put the blindfolds over my eyes, and then I put the head noise canceling headphones on, listen to this tune. And so I'm in this dissociative experience, right? And I found myself disconnecting from what I know, but I'm also disconnecting from my own dissociation that I created being a human, you know, like oh, the, the, the traumas that I, the agreements that I made with myself subconsciously. Agreements, I love that. It's, yeah, it's, it's almost like a change in mindset. You go through an experience and- It, it breaks down the paradigms. Yeah, and so I'm sitting there, right? This experience, and I'm finding myself connecting to these simple truths, I guess is one way to put it. Like, yo, I am love. But like, <laughs> yeah. That's the like- physical manifestation of love. Yeah, like you, like you, you have this disconnection, this, this, I guess you could say psychedelic experience where you're not familiar with, but really you find yourself in the space of being in with what you're the most familiar with, yeah, which almost I found was love, like yeah. almost content. So, I mean, my first experience, my first experience with well, actually, K. actually, before you, before you carry on with that thought, we're coming up on our break time here for a second, so we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Uh, with the rest of this conversation. And then we're when we come back, time. we're also going to talk a little bit about your guys' musical experience and backgrounds and the things that got you to the point where you're at in your lives. And then I definitely want to hear the rest of this story. So, <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Uh, <laughs> I've had, like, too many people, like, say, like, hey, you should try ketamine treatment. So, like, I'm, I'm wildly interested in this conversation. Yeah. So uh, I, we will I, definitely I, have I to think, finish I this. think it's worth a look. It's worth a closer look. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be right back after a quick break. All right, well, we're back with the Daily Bowl, back from our little uh, little break. We actually, unfortunately, finished kind of that conversation. We can get back into it in a minute. But um, the kind of part that I wanted to focus on this segment, if you guys don't mind, is I want, I want you guys to kind of share briefly where you're coming from in a musical perspective, like maybe some of your experience or, you know, things like that. I know with TJ, he's, he's, you know, been with his buddies. He's been doing a little bit of the reggae scene kind of from all over a little bit. Yeah. Now, now he's here with us. And then where you expect this musical experience with this group to go, in your opinion, what you see, what you think. First impression. Austin. 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 What do you mean? Austin. Austin? Not Nashville. Just Austin. Oh, we can Nashville. 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 Oh, Nashville. Nashville. We, we, we can hit Nashville. Wait, did you say I'd you don't want to go to Nashville? Nashville? Oh, I was going to say something. Don't say never. We can do this. I, I, I think I'd rather be a fence post in Texas than the King of Tennessee. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I would love to be in Texas. But, oh, my I mean, God. Dude, I Tennessee, would love that. Have you been to Tennessee? beautiful life. It's not mine. I'm going to. Yeah, can you stop in Kentucky, too? Like, Heck, yeah. Let's go back to some Tyler Childers stopping grounds right there, baby. <laughs> I, guys, the furthest east I've been is Santa Fe, New Mexico. Really? That's the furthest wow. east? For real? Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah. two, two boyos here from the Midwest. We'll show you a thing or two. We, we can take oh, it through the Midwest. Mississippi is something else. You ain't ever seen Missouri or the oh, Montana man. or anything Mississippi, like that? Mississippi, <laughs> oh, even, even Montana and Wyoming are amazing. Like, you're missing out a little bit. Never been to get to there. Santa Fe? 
Yeah. Well, okay, wow, so, okay. So, Tristan, what about you? Where are you coming from, and, and where do you think this is going? Oh, where am I coming from? Yeah. Electronic music. Yeah? Like how, so I mostly made house music. Like, I mean, it... So so what got you in the harmonica country scene here now? The heart. The heart? Yeah, because like... Well, because I mean, we found you in a bar, right? But yeah, like, I mean, we, 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 we all found we, each other in a bar. We all found each other in bars, yeah. In the, the, the bar. But, but what got you to that bar? Well, there's something. Oh, what got me to that? Bar well, not necessarily the bar, but you you know what I mean. I'm gonna say the heart. Like, really, there's only so much you can do. Like, not to bash on electronic music. There's amazing things you can do through, you know, modulating sound electronically, and I love it all. But when you have an instrument that you feel connected to, and you're able to. Put I mean, into words, like, it, it's not even about the words. It's, like, it's no longer about the words. It's the, the expression. And it, it's, like, yeah, that's what the harmonic has been for me. It's been a voice that I've needed, for, needed you know. Well, and, and we, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but the harmonica is not traditionally a instrument so much as it was used to, like, kind of tune. You, you made that joke, TJ, earlier. But... But yeah, you've turned this really into cool a a piece of you and a piece of music that is, you know, irreflectable upon other people. Yeah, it's it's been so, an interesting experience because there's I'm able to express differently yeah. on a harmonica than I am than I can on like uh, my Ableton push pad. You know? Yeah. So where do you think you're going with it? Where do you think we're going with it? I mean, in general, you first us, impression. Yeah. What do you think? Oh. Well, where do you think this could go? Could go. We're going to be playing music. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to feel it. <laughs> and it's going it's... to... I wish people could see your smile. <laughs> oh, it's... The, the grin that you get, it just says how much you love this. And it oh, means I that do. he is in. Oh, he is just, in. Just wait until you guys see some of the footage. The smiles on your guys' face oh, while God. playing music. We were I got giddy. some good ones. Really? Like, straight giddy. You know, I, I can't wait to, to make something with the... Um, Waiting on words that that end part will be <laughs> yeah. and you guys oh, oh, that was a wonderful that <laughs> was that I have all of that on video is gonna be so yeah. cool. uh, a little a little audio uh, sneak peek at that footage uh like we did like this fade out when we were recording that and like uh we have just kind of like stopped and paused for a second there was like a moment of reflection and then uh, uh Tristan like leaned over. He hit space on the guitar on the, on the, the, the computer <laughs> uh, to to stop the track recording, and then we just lost it. We were yeah. all just like laughing, smiling. It was beautiful. It, it was a moment, and Cole caught that on video. He's gonna make a he's gonna make a, a video out of that so y'all can see that later. But uh, no, it was it was beautiful. It was that was a moment. Yeah, it was a beautiful experience. I like I live for that. That so more moments like so, that. Yeah. Like, thank you for sharing space and, you know, for being you. No, thank you I, for bringing, you're bringing, bringing yourself to this. That, no, thanks for, thanks for literally coming to our space. Putting, putting yourself in, in this art together as a team has been And that's phenomenal. something I hope to see or I want to see with this, you know, like, I'd like to share space with many more artists yeah. that we'll be finding ourselves sharing with, you know, like, it that's the human experience to me. It's like at the, 
at the end of this, you guys. Sorry, but you're not gonna get you. You're not gonna have your body. You're not gonna have your nice car. You're not gonna have anything but the experiences and the bonds you make through those experiences to take on with you. Your memories. Yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that I know that there's a life after this because I don't. <laughs> but I imagine <laughs> if if there is something after this human experience, like those are the two things that you're gonna be able to bring with you. But like that poem yeah. I was saying, yeah. talking about earlier, like seeking those holy moments yeah yeah and like that when we finished recording that song that right there that was a holy an immediate moment. holy moment that was a holy I'm moment not... not only for myself but for all of us yeah. i hope it's it's a it's one of those landmark things for you it's in your life when you're telling your your stories to your grandchildren you're going to talk about that night and the first night that you guys ever made music together and it's going to be that cool thing that you always want to share with somebody because it's that it's that true experience to where you felt everything. As yeah. soon as Tristan hit that space bar, we all <laughs> lost our shit. <laughs> the crowd so, went wild. So, <laughs> so standing ovation, a, 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 a ten from the Romanian judge. <laughs> so TJ, what what about you, man? Like, where where did you come from? You you got an a interesting story. Yeah, tell, then, tell us that again. Where do you think this is going? Came out from East Texas originally. I was born in Longview, um, about an hour and a half east of Dallas, and moved out to Utah for Spanish Fork in grade school. Spanish Fork. Spanish Fork. Wait, you said grade school? Yeah. Did you go to Brockbank? No, actually. I okay. Went to Achiever Preschool first, and then Shelly Elementary. <laughs> okay, because because uh, I I spent about uh, three years at Brockbank there yeah. in Spanish Fork. It's gonna be wildly surprised that there was like a that would have been wild. That would have been wild. We are we are the same age. That would have been the same time. Right, right. That's what. Uh, yeah. So I was like, would I remember you from there? I, I was so, about to. Yeah. So I mean, I I grew up more or less in Utah Valley. Uh, American Fork was where my parents built their Fart. home after, um, after moving out of Grandma's place. And uh, I, I cut my teeth playing fiddle with the Utah Old Time Fiddlers Association and. It's a little bit of a misnomer. They would joke that they were the old timers and the fiddler association because I was actually the only one that played fiddle in the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> in, in the Utah County chapter, you just had a bunch of you know septa octogenarians that knew every Johnny Cash song ever recorded. You know Patsy Cline, uh, Don Gibson, Merle Haggard, um, just any of that old school. And uh, I, I just. I, I learned playing bluegrass and old time country music uh, with them from the age of 12 to about 16, 17 was when I, you know, started getting into punk rock and electronica and, and all kinds of other things and, and started, you know, building other projects with peers. Uh, but I, that's, that's always kind of been my fallback. It's always been my background, you know, maybe it speaks to the weakness of being a fiddle player because there's only so many things that you can do with a fiddle, but that's why I've been trying to branch out a little bit. You know, I've, I've been feeling the Rasta vibes lately. See, you, you say true. there's only so many things you can do with a fiddle, but you move the souls of every person in <laughs> yeah. this room when you play. <laughs> that's a lot. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, it's, um, I, I, you know what? I tell the same thing to everybody. I feel like it's more like fishing than fiddling. You know, you're just fishing for a melody. Um, and it, 
Just well, that like makes anything, that makes you the map that makes you the master becomes, baiter. Yeah, master baiter. <laughs> there we go. It becomes again. the most the, natural the, thing in the world. Um, <laughs> don't have to guts <laughs> <with this. laughs> so, Sorry to interrupt that. I had to throw that this in. Is real time. <laughs> I, I think that anybody that is predisposed to a melodic focus in creating music, you know, we got a lead guitar player or a saxophonist or what have you. I think that I, I, dude, you just pick up a bow, you know, you pick up a bow and you play a fretless instrument with a bow and it just makes soloing a joy, you know, like more than any other fretted instrument that I've ever um, delved into just because there's that much more, that much more open to you um, as far as your nuance, as far as your phrasing. Yeah. And and I want to point out that like the, the thing about you playing fiddle on our tracks is, Oh, most of that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but most of that is like improv. Uh, it, it, at least... all is. It, I mean, it, it all is. But Jesus of course, it's, it's all coming from. <laughs> but like, it's, but... All, it's all coming from so, things that I've heard before. I think all music is essentially. So, but, but, but what I mean to say is like, we are playing songs that like Daniel and I have, like, for planned lack of a better term, we've planned out, we've rehearsed. And then here you come out of nowhere, like a storm, like a goddamn hurricane. And just like, and like, you're literally doing, I gotta, I gotta say, you're doing a solo over the entire thing. And it makes the entire song, whether you know what you're doing or not, like you're planning it or not, makes it incredible. I have to say when, when we were, when we decided that we wanted to look for a fiddle player, um, and then just happened to stumble across you at the bar and you're like, Oh, you know, I, I play fiddle came out of nowhere. Um, I, I, I remember thinking back and being like, I want somebody like, I don't know if you, sorry, ever watched uh, a George Strait and the Ace and the whole band? Have you? I, I, I love George Strait, but I don't know if okay. I, I've seen what you said. So, so George Strait's Ace and the whole band has a fiddler, and this guy is phenomenal. I have never seen you know, someone play so passionately, so adequately. It's just amazing. Like I, I've watched orchestras and things like that, but this guy moves moves my soul when I was watching it. Roll but I was, I was sitting there, <laughs> and I was thinking, I wonder how close we could get to this. And I was curious about, you know, if there's even a chance that this guy's even remotely in that direction. And you showed up and played, and I was like, oh, my God, I don't – Ace and the whole band who <laughs> and that might that might be blasphemous in the, in the country world but but the way you play is with such emotion that I was just moved by it and so with you coming from this perspective where do you want to go with it and where do you see this going and all of definitely that definitely not back to the symphony hall I want to rock man <laughs> there you go let's rock what was cool was earlier he was like. Oh, let me listen to you guys for a second. He listened for like all of five seconds. And then, <laughs> and Joe like, said, oh, yeah, yeah. then he jumped in jumped and then in it like sounded great. I don't think you understand. The other day when he showed up, literally we were we were playing Waiting on Words. It was the first freaking song that we have ever shared with, with, with anybody that has musical talent. And we, we we were just, he was just like, you know, we talked to him for a little bit. We got a, got a vibe of him. I got a feel of like who he is, and we were like, we like this guy because we spent some time with Tristan at the bar, so we so got so like yeah, an idea of him. like we yeah. like him yeah. personally, and you know his personality was great. He was awesome, and we were just like, okay, cool. And, and we, we met, we he met him flips briefly. this, 
He flips yeah. this freaking case open. He's got his violin on. He's like, how about we just go for it right now? Like, yeah. how about you guys just play something <laughs> well, so and just let me hear rocking, where you're right? at? And then and then I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll have something to contribute. And I was like, maybe you'll have something. Like, are you not that good? Like, shit, so, maybe so we like, invited the wrong guy. But then all of a sudden, I remember we start playing. He's playing guitar. So, so I'm I play, supposed to come in. I played the two chords. So like the, the, the opening like the verse. It's literally two chords. It's like G, C, add nine. You know, it's oh. like that. That and like I play that first round, and like Daniel had Daniel and I had like planned for. I do G, hold that for a minute. C, add nine. Do the hammer on, hammer off. Blah blah blah, whatever. And like we do that one time, and then like uh, so I I start with the G. By the time that I hit C, add nine, this guy jumps in, and Daniel actually misses his cue to start singing because he's like. Holy shit! I look over at Trev like, like what the, the, the look, f- the look in his did I eyes. I just see, like the I'm, I'm sitting there eyes. like this guy we must both, have a recorder in his back pocket. There's no way. The <laughs> both of us are like looking at each other like deer in headlights, and we're like, holy shit! Like this, really? This is sitting in my kitchen right now. Like this is going on in my apartment. Let me tell you, that makes me envious though, because the you know the moments where. I've really rediscovered my love of living have been through music and it's those moments where I mean I'm re- reduced to a blubbering mess of tears, you know, listening yeah. to somebody else's song and and relating to it and I don't always get that when I'm actively participating. You know, when I'm actively participating yeah. in the in the process of making music, uh, I'm so hyper focused on what everybody else is doing and how what I'm doing is is contributing to that. I don't allow myself to, you know, sit back and, and listen to the words, you know, and and I've, I've, I I still continue to have those experiences and and I listen to what you've written, Dan, and I I really I feel like I feel like you have what it takes to be. A national songwriter. I appreciate that because I don't no, feel that no, way. No, 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 let, let me ask you this: I feel like you could sell what you do, well, to other and I need you I to know. To. I don't want you to sell anything. To <laughs> I, I, you. I need you to know that I will never be able to sing that song the same again without hearing the way you play it. Oh, so, so let me ask you this: beautiful. you you said that like you get hyper focused on like what you're doing. You like you kind of block out what else is happening. When you recorded that tonight, were you tuned in to what we were all doing, or were oh, absolutely. you? Absolutely. I mean, so so the and, and how did that make you feel? So the so the focus is, is. I mean, I'm definitely focused on what I'm doing, but I I have to continue to put more emphasis on what other people are doing because chiefly I'm accompanying as not a soloist. You know, it, it's I, I think that that's a good way to sum up what I do. Um. That, that's one thing that I learned playing reggae music, actually, that turned jamming into a spiritual experience, to put it to, to, to put it briefly. When everybody is just doing exactly what is required and nothing more, um, there's there's like this turn off your mind, relax and float downstream, you know, where you you, you tune into the tuning out in a way, you know, you, you, you block Sing out. You. You block out everything else that's going on in your life, and and you know you feel that from everybody else too, uh, and and it's something that I definitely felt last night when we were jamming together, and uh, I've got nothing but 
really, really stoked feelings on this. I yeah. really, really high hopes, really high expectations. It's awesome. When well, I got to be, I got to be honest, like sitting back, having this, not only this dialogue, this conversation, the whole thing that we're doing. I think the cool thing about all of this is, is, is I never thought in a million years it would be this fluid and this exciting to put a band together. And, you know, just meeting Tristan the first time, you made me feel so, so chill about it. Yeah. So, so like, I remember you just like, you kind of pulled me aside after, after Trevor had talked to you and you said you were in and all this other stuff. And you were like, I just want to have a good time and I want to enjoy what we're about to do. So, so, and for me, I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I'm one of those people that I get so hyper focused on what needs to happen. That's the military mindset Mm -hmm. that sometimes I forget to slow down and just enjoy what's going on. And you guys, both of you have been such a contribution in that because, you know, Tristan, you come in and you've just got this vibe and this swagger. And oh, this, he, he literally this, cannot this, shut up. He will not <laughs> shut up about the swagger. I'm, I'm serious. Dude, straight your, up. your style, your attitude, your smile, everything about you literally just walks inside the room and it just makes everyone feel like, this is going to be a good time and this is going to be fun oh, dude. and it, it calms me down. And then, and then we talk about freaking TJ Tristan over here the playing TJ the violin. The stagger. Yeah. And then we talk about TJ <laughs> coming over here and playing the violin and, and creating a vibe behind the music. And he's, you know, he, he says he's jealous of this. Dude, I'm jealous of the talent that you have. And, if, and like, I miss the days where I used to play trumpet. I used to play uh, guitar a little bit better than I used to. Um, and I used to sing more often than this. But it was never for like, you know, outside recognition or anything. But I remember the times where I would sit there and I'd play trumpet and I would just lose myself in that. And I and I, I can't help but think that, dude, there's got to be some times where you're sitting there behind that violin just feeling something that I, I haven't touched in ages. And and I want to jump in and, and ask you real quick, uh, Tristan. Uh, I asked him, like, you know, he, he said that usually when he's playing, like, he kind of like blocks everything else out. He's like so focused on like his instrument. He's so focused on trying to like match up, sync up, whatever, match the vibe or whatever. Um, and, and I asked him like, were you able to connect with the feeling tonight while we were recording our songs? Were you able to do that too? Uh, and I know like you were playing a lot with like the the mixing the, the board that you brought, uh, which we appreciate. This is beautiful. Um, uh, Tristan's bringing uh, mad recording equipment. Uh, but that being said, like um, you're you're playing harmonica and whatnot. There was a couple of tracks that you jumped on with that harmonica. Were you able were you able to connect with the motion or were you like too hyper focused on like, am I matching the right key? Blah blah blah, whatever. Oh yeah, no, tonight was definitely worried about matching the right key. But what you said, bro, that's gospel. When you find your instrument and you're like <laughs> feeling it, I close my eyes. Like when I play the harmonica and like I'm feeling the song. Yeah, no, I close my eyes and like it. I, I almost have to, like, to re- be really connected with that expression. And, like, it's what, what you said just hit it on the nail. It's like, yeah, I guess, what was that Disney movie, that Flow State? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, man, I hope Flow State isn't Disney because I use that one all the time. Oh, no, <laughs> they, they're catching the vibe. They get the vibe. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, yeah, yeah I that's how it is with I like what you said. I, I'm an accompanist. Or, as yeah, to, I'm an accompanist. As to a soloist, like yeah. if the solo comes, it'll come. But like, oh man, guys, it's been so wonderful to 
to play with people. Like in in my years of like producing music or like learning about the production of music, there really is nothing like a live performance, whether you're recording or up on stage, like yeah. it's it really is there's something about to be said about live music being made in the moment or expressed in the moment and like it's yeah i, th- I think it, it, it cuts to the spirit of cooperation that brings out the best in us actually i think that yeah. the spirit of cooperation it's is like what the, the spirit of cooperation is what brings human beings together in a way that uh, you know the other animals really all, don't experience. all i all i can say is that i hope that whoever wolves. else we bring to this Maybe this this thing here right I hope that whoever we bring to it has the same reflection and idea and attitude and even their own little flair that they they add to to this group. Well, yeah, it's mine. I say, dude. Like, I appreciate all these compliments you give me tonight. <laughs> they're, true, gotta, they're true. They're true. One hundred percent. I gotta say, one of the biggest things though is like, look at what we're doing right now. Yeah, we're here together, sitting in front of mics. We actually recorded, dude. First. The first record, like... First shot, waiting on words, right there. Yeah, if you guys hear, like, just the first recording, like, no practice, too. I'm blown away. But the fact that, like, you say you get hyper-focused and, like, getting things, like, the, what you call the military mind? Yeah, that military mindset that I I walked away with, man. I I appreciate that. Whatever that is that you got what? like the, because we are we're discipline. here right it's now he's got discipline that i don't definitely well when we so, get into the music it's the, it's moments like that where i'm sitting back and i'm listening to him play i'm listening to trevor play i'm feeling it i'm feeling your vibe and i come in with those those lyrics that first line that oh it's been a long long cold road before i lose myself and i stop being that stop being Dan. I stop. I stop being the, the military mindset. I break away from it. It's the, it's one of the few times I can, and it makes me feel free, for once, and I love it. And so that's that's the favorite part about this, is feeling like it's not just me because I could I could go sing at any time, right? And I you you've seen me do karaoke. A lot of people love it, but my favorite do my favorite know. moments are are being a part of something with somebody. I love. I love doing duets with Bree when we do uh, Oh, she's a wonder. <laughs> because I get to hear her hitting things with me at the same time. And I just feel like, wow, this is something something ununiformed, something un you know, mechanic. But it's happening. <laughs> but it's happening. Yeah. It's natural and it feels that's probably good. The coolest thing about watching it all is because like you guys came in the first trial is like that's that is something that that's like the magic coming together. It's everybody has their own little thing and it's all an accumulation. We're all adding to it. And it's just been, it's been really cool to even be on the outside. Cause I'm not doing a lot of the music. I'm doing all the recording and stuff. And that is the coolest part about it is that seeing you guys just kind of like do your own thing and have it turn out so cool. So good. Cause it, I mean, from what we got done today, that was, it was like the, that, making of the music was the coolest process to watch yeah i so i've got a daughter uh mavery and you know i that's this is something i hope that she gets to experience for herself of like 
like i'll be honest you guys are strangers <laughs> and, yeah. but you ain't strange like it, it's it's such people awesome, are strange it's, it's when almost, they are strange i'm just gonna say it's almost like we were kind of like meant to be in the same room tonight yeah like it's, it's kind of how it feels it's it's the yeah. vibe that's been giving off it's been like that whole we're we're going through it and you're you guys started adding things, and all of a sudden, it was that camaraderie. You guys are making music together. You guys just I made something it. magical tonight. That's and that's what I'm here for, man. It's like rock connection. You asked me where I, I hope to see this go. I hope to see more of this of just like yeah, here for the music. Here for you, show up for yourself. I'll show up for myself. All right. I don't know. Speak like, for myself, but I hope to see some more babes. <laughs> oh, oh, for well, sure. I mean, with like, four, well, that, that'll happen naturally. With maybe, four hopefully. minutes left, I'd love to hear any final thoughts that you guys have, and maybe if we can keep it to like a minute each between between you guys, that'd be great. But uh, you know, Tristan, any final thoughts that you have for the episode? It's been dope. This has been awesome, you guys. I I appreciate you sharing space and you know, um, and the time to enjoy something that means a lot to me and enjoy it for yourselves and alongside me like it's like i i really do love music and i love people who love music like i know it might sound <laughs> duh but like no like this is it's been such a pleasure to, to meet you guys and to be able to have this experience with you and i look forward to having more and yeah, and seeing see more of the East Coast, you know, or maybe not the East, this, Midwest, you know, Midwest. 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 We got yeah, you. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can't say I've ever been east of the Mississippi. I'd love to see it one day. So you can't even talk about Tennessee if you. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that the is that the, that's the only thing you want to say? You want to say anything? Oh, yeah. Actually, actually, um, let's uh, let's let's keep this. Let's keep this west of the Mississippi. Actually, <laughs> I mean, you, you want to be you want to be the uh, 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 hidden gem of the west. Texas yeah, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> hidden, hidden gem, gem of the west. west. I, 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 it's really hard for me to stay hidden as much as I'd love to stay invisible. As much as I'd love to be anonymous, like I don't know, I. I, I have to stay cooped up in my house, otherwise I feel like everybody's looking at me. But that speaks to my own personal. Daniel Butters and the hidden gem. I, I have to get <laughs> this is Fair enough. Like, Cole, anything? Um, you know what? All I have to say is that this has been a pleasure and an honor to be able to be a part of this, and even even the the little things that I'm able to do. Because I'm not good at the music stuff, but being able to watch it, because I'm, I'm not gonna lie. There's some songs that are kind of powerful. It makes you kind of want to tear up. Like the first time I heard, uh, didn't you show me waiting on waiting on words the first time? Mm-hmm. I know we've talked. I know we've talked about it. It's like a broken. It's, it's uh, usually our icebreaker. Yeah. That so that the first time I heard that, I was like, holy shit! Like I, that's kind of when I I kind of knew I I had to be in on this at some point. Yeah. Like that when I heard that, I was like, this is this is this is gonna do something. I wanna I wanna put in my part to make it happen. So I liked it. Trip real quick. <laughs> Uh, I mean, being a, being a part from this, uh, be, being a part of this uh, from pretty much the very beginning, um, as in like Daniel was the one that called me and said, hey, want to come add a guitar to the song? And it's snowballed into all of these different projects and all of this different stuff. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, to, to watch it. And I'm like, uh, like, like I was talking about uh, when he and I were writing uh, Waiting on Words, 
I was getting giddy. Uh, I'm giddy to have the two of you as part of this band. So uh, it's it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be great. I love that you're enjoying the, the, so the, be- the, it's it's beautiful. the journey. The, it's you beautiful. know how it's like maybe there's destinations to yeah. reach, but oh. Well, I just got to say, guys, I couldn't have I couldn't have thought up a better experience to have than this. And I can't wait to I see it this. go places and just see what we can do and who else we can bring to the to it. And if people can feel it, then great. But for our listeners, thanks for joining us on the Daily Bowl. Please Hope don't come back to you. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Oh yeah, all that fun stuff. This Have is the time. Daily Bowl. Have a yeah. good night. Ciao.